Welcome to the program. My name's Jennifer Parry. In August 2023, a significant sporting event will be held, the International Blind Sports Association Games, or IBSA for short. And this year, for the very first time, a blind women's cricket team representing Australia will be going to the Games. Today we have online with us Taylor Purton. Taylor is the head coach of the women's cricket team and is also head of the women's cricket, a blind cricket program. Welcome to the program, Taylor. Thanks, Jen. Keen to be on. Thank you for joining us. So tell us a little about yourself, first of all, and how you came to be in the cricket space, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been playing cricket myself since I was nine years old. So for the last 15 or so years, uh, I'm a fully sighted player and have played down here in Tasmania uh, between Wynyard Cricket Club and North Hobart Cricket Club once I moved to the south. So yeah, I've been playing for quite a while and uh, have recently ventured into the inclusion space, more specifically working in blind cricket down here in Tassie and uh, now, yeah, more broadly on the, the national stage. And what actually led you to direct yourself into the inclusion space? What sparked your interest? Yeah, so I've always done a little bit of work in the inclusion area. So um, probably about five or six years ago, I did a little bit of volunteering work for a not-for-profit charity, uh, Lend a Hand to Hugo. And that was, it was essentially like a Milo cricket centre for children with disabilities. And I guess that's what really sparked my passion for the space. Within my business, I work with NDIS participants in the gym as well. And getting into blind cricket was kind of a little bit by accident, I guess. The original plan, I suppose, was to be in more of an intellectual disability sort of area of cricket down here in Tassie. And we did all the planning, myself and a, another not-for-profit down here called Inclusive Innovations Tasmania. So had everything in place, ready to do like a, um, I guess, a, a similar sort of style to a Milo Cricket Centre, but for adults with intellectual disability all ready to go for that. And of course, as we know, COVID hit and put a halt to everything. So we sort of paused that program. And over the couple of years of COVID, when I guess sport was quite scarce, we sort of thought about it a bit more and we went, you know what, there's already a Tasmanian state team in the ID space. We know that the NCIC, so the National Inclusion Carnival is, is taking place uh, every year. And that there is a blind and low vision sector to that championships. So we sort of pivoted a little bit and started to delve into blind cricket. Have you found that transition challenging or rewarding or both? I guess because it's different perspective to intellectual disability. Yeah, definitely. I think my communication skills have definitely increased working with blind and low vision. I, I guess for me, for the most part, cricket is cricket, and that's what I've found with working with uh, the Tassie guys, the ACT, because we're amalgamated, as well as the women on the national in the national team. So yeah, I guess for me, the the most part of the coaching is pretty similar. It's more perhaps how I articulate things more verbally than anything, but obviously 
having the ability to demo and really think through what I'm saying. I guess not not so much challenging, but certainly just I'm more conscious of the fact that I can't just, you know, put a ball in front of me and do a, a demonstration of what I would like to see, say, for a, for a shot being played and whatnot. I actually have to talk through that at the same time. But yeah, like I said, for the most part, cricket's cricket. There's obviously nuances to blind cricket that I'm learning um, and trying to teach the players at the same time. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it's pretty similar. And it's interesting that you touch on the communication because it also fits in nicely with and links with the social aspect of cricket as well. And I imagine that would carry across to the blind cricket team in Tasmania and indeed the national program that would actually be helping with increasing social connections and improve health, especially after the pandemic. Absolutely. I think that, yeah, in the disability area or not, COVID did put a bit of a, a backseat on our social lives. And I know that through speaking to a lot of my players, it can be quite isolating being vision impaired as well. So having a, a community of like-minded people that also go through similar struggles, um, I, I just think it's yeah really, really valuable to to get groups of people together that that can share experiences and and celebrate the wins as well. It's it's really important that you know, it's not always looked upon uh, as, you know, what are your challenges? It's more so, you know, what, what have you done recently that, you know, you, you might not have thought you'd be able to do. And I think that particularly our women's group, it, it seems that everyone's obviously getting to know each other on a more personal level. We're becoming more friends outside of cricket as well, um, getting to know each other's families and, you know, what you do for work and what you enjoy to do in your spare time. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. That communication piece is integral to the to the social aspect as well as the the skill of cricket. Well, tell us a little bit more about the actual trip to Birmingham. It's a very exciting development, and I'm sure that Blind Cricket Australia will be extremely proud of that aspect. Tell us how that's come to be and how it's going at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So Blind Cricket Australia, I guess, is the governing body of the women's program, uh, whereas Cricket Australia is the governing body of the men's program currently. So I'm the women's director of Blind Cricket Australia and obviously fortunate enough to also have been appointed the coach of this program. So I have sunk my teeth in quite deep with it. It's, I guess we, we really wanted to push the women's program. We had a training camp in Adelaide in November last year, and that really, I guess, showed me and the other people around that there are females around the country that are pretty serious and, and want to have a fair crack at cricket, which, yeah, for me, joining the BCA board, it was it was a no-brainer to really push this program. And IPSA was obviously the, the next big tournament coming up. And yeah, it just made sense for us to really push to get that up and running. Uh, we held another camp in um, Brisbane earlier this year, and that was, I guess, an open invite to anyone throwing their expression out into trialling for our national team. So we had 25 uh, females from around the country. I do also know there was a couple more that couldn't make the camp. So to know that there's close on 30 females around the country actively playing blind cricket is is pretty special. Yeah, in, incredibly special and exciting to be a part of this first ever fully female team. We obviously uh, have had national teams in the past that I guess most people would consider that it's been a men's team always, but uh, in fact, it actually 
it, it's a it's a mixed team really. Females could have always and have in the past been selected for those teams. So yeah, it, it's just really exciting the development, the number of players around the country, and and now the opportunity to uh, show ourselves on the on the international stage. And I guess part of it has also been because of the change in climate and diversity around cricket in general. There's a lot more women's cricket that is publicised a lot more than ever now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, most definitely. I know growing up for me, I played boys cricket until I was probably about 14 or 15. Um, So the first sort of four or five years of my career was only playing with the boys through school. And then, uh, yeah, we definitely have, I guess, moved in leaps and bounds since then. We have obviously our state-based contracted players are all, for the most part, a lot of that is their full-time job. Um, Sometimes people are still supplementing that income, but to go from I guess, a a very social base to now having paid contracts that can support families. Uh, It's, yeah, really, really, uh, I guess, showcasing the the development of the female program as a whole. And what do you hope for the future for the women's program? And I know that they haven't gone to Ipsy yet, but this Mm. sounds like a significant milestone. And what do you think the potential is for the future after the Ipsy Games for the women's program? Yeah, I'm really excited to get to IPSA. So IPSA tournament is uh, around Robin. So Australia, India and England are the three teams competing in the women's sector of the games. So we obviously have a fair chance there to make the final, which would be, um, yeah, just sensational. I think that it gives everyone a, a good idea of, I guess, what it takes to to play at that highest level. And um, I know there are other countries that have women's blind cricket teams that aren't coming to IPSA. So I think the the possibilities are really endless, whether we look at future World Cups, future tours to other countries for just international games or even friendly games. Um, and I guess having this first team really take off and, and uh, BCA in particular uh, are really keen on showcasing that a lot through, uh, mostly through social media and obviously through any sort of other publications we can get. So the more exposure, the better. And I only think that that's going to continue to grow. We keep putting it out there. People keep seeing it. People know that it's now, you know, you can get to the highest level. And I think that'll grow the participation numbers overall as well. Yes, yeah, so some aspirational pace as well as the immediate future as going to Ipsa. So oh, hopefully, it, it hopefully improve the grassroots so that people will feel more inclined to consider cricket as a as a a real opportunity in sport and being able to participate as women. Definitely. Women. Yep. Yep. I think that, yeah, if, like I said, we can, we can showcase that there is a real pathway. You can, you can play club level, you can play for your state and now you can play for your country. Um, yeah. I think that young people now will, will see that pathway and actually go, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give cricket a crack. It's wonderful when there's something that initiates change, isn't it? And it takes a ripple and a few ripples to make a wave and then a river and so on, isn't it? Definitely. And I think that, again, with this exposure, particularly from IPSA this year, it's it's another step closer to growing our program as a whole. So, yeah, the intention to get some female-based programs around NCICs in the future and the opportunity for Cricket Australia to jump in and and take over this program and, uh, I guess, let it catch up to where the men's program in the blind and low vision space is at the moment is um, yeah, really exciting. I know the the men's program have done a couple of tours over the last couple of years and their development has really skyrocketed. So it makes me really excited to see the, where the future of the women's program could end up. 
And finally, what does the, the actual development of this women's blind women's cricket team program mean to you personally at a personal level, have given the interest you've had in cricket for so long? Yeah, you're right. It's um it's really important for me to I guess make myself a part of this program. Not so much from having a background or uh, or anything like that in the blind and low vision space, but for me, cricket is one of those sports where uh, it, it doesn't matter your ability, your age, where you come from or what your background is, you you should be able to have a go. And um, for Blind Cricket Australia to, yeah, I guess, be giving me the reins in in allowing that to happen at the top level. Um, yeah, I'm incredibly humbled to, to be leading the program. And I, I know that, you know, it's an honour to coach the, the national team and not something that gets handed out very lightly or very often. So, yeah, I'm grabbing it with both hands. And I'm learning just as much as the players. They're uh, they're incredible people, and yeah, I've, I've loved every minute of it so far. And it really sounds like, from what you've said, both for yourself individually as a coach and as a person interested in cricket, passionate about it, and for the players, it increases confidence as well in general, so that women can keep moving forward and progressing. Absolutely, and something I've learned in the blind and low vision space so far is like even the the concept of fielding and, and diving on the ground. Like, you know, my understanding so far is that a lot of blind and, and people with low vision are taught from such a young age. Obviously, you don't want to fall. And to, to be able to then try and, I guess, change some built-in psychology around, well, to field the ball down on the ground, you've, you've got to get down there. It's um breaking down those barriers and, and, like you said, building confidence, which once people start to see that, oh, I can actually do it and, oh, I saved a run and I made a difference to my team and all of that sort of thing. It's, you know, it's the smiles on the players' faces when they achieve something like that that, yeah, keeps me going and, and makes me want to stay in it really long term. Well, it's been excellent speaking with you, Taylor. And just in closing, I'd like to mention, for people who'd like to find out more information, go to blindcricket.org.au or if you'd like to know more about the EPSA games themselves, visit www.ibsagames2023.co.uk. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you very much for joining us on the program. Thanks for having me, Jen. And uh, if you don't mind me saying, check out the BCA Facebook page as well. We, um, yeah, we post a lot of our promotions on there and uh, would love to have more of a following. Thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Jen. And I've been speaking with Taylor Purton the head coach for the Australian women's blind cricket team. Keep up! Yeah. 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 Ready? Yeah. Slide!